Shut up, I love it. Hello, everybody. This is Shut Up, I Love It, a podcast where we invite a special guest to talk about something underrated, misunderstood, underappreciated. My name is Sasha Feiler. Usually with me here is Joe Cabello, who is absent today. And instead, I've got a very special returning co-host and guest, Adam Protexter. Welcome, Adam. Thank you for having me back. Thank you, Sasha. Good to be here. Now, who do we have in the hot seat today? Let me tell you, he is a clinical psychologist, author, and former professor with not one, not three, but two masters in psychology. Welcome, Wakelskate, Dr. Wakelskate. I love it. Well, thank you for putting in the, the honorific there, and I am really happy to be here, especially with Protexture. My gosh, you are something else. And you too, Sasha. This is just incredible to be here. I'm a big fan of the show. Oh, really? Thank you, Doctor. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, I didn't realize you listened to the show. Um, oh, well, it, very often. And it protects her. You are a modern-day Altheus of Middling. I mean, you're you're just a poet, aren't you? Well, thank, I really appreciate that for coming from a, an academic uh, of your stature. Thank you. Well, you go out on the limb, don't you? I go out on the limb. You're I like do. a cat with your rhymes. You're going out on the limb and you're letting it hang. Doctor, uh, just... You're a wordsmith. You, yeah, we usually don't get into, like, eth- ethnic and cultural background, but where are you from? I, I'm a Canadian, Alberta. Born uh, and raised. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I should recognize the accent. Uh, I watch TV show alone, and often people on that show do have a similar accent. Anyway, it's not about me, Doctor. Uh, please tell us what you're here to talk about today. Well, I came to talk about something I've spent my life studying and and wrote my most recent book on, Outcome Theory. Outcome Theory. Outcome wow. Theory. Uh, Adam, have you heard of that? I haven't heard of that. Never heard of Outcome Theory. What what field are you? do you have your doctorate in? I psychology. Have, psychology. Out, is outcome theory is a psych, human psychological phenomenon? or uh, Beyond human. It's spiritual meeting the human which is everything so when people say what do i study i say everything and if you're not studying everything you're studying a thing and what's a thing it's not even a word you can't even spell that a thing a thing how would you spell Uh it you, you're, you can't you're confused everything you know how to spell it you can already be on the tracks you're already on the rails that's true. And that's, that's a pretty a incredible thing when you can be on the rails. Because you see your life as a roller coaster. And if you've been on a roller coaster, what do you got to do? You have to wait in line. You know, I'm not a roller coaster person at all. What about you, Adam? I love roller coasters. Uh, I was going to say stay on the rails, right? Because the roller coaster, I didn't see the line coming. I do like roller coasters. I don't. Well, if like, you don't get uh, in the line, there's no coaster. That's, right. What if? Okay. The last time I was at Disneyland, I will say we got to go on Splash Mountain four times in a row without getting up because we're at the end of the day, and so there, there's a rare case example of no line. Well, you have the absence oh. of the line, which is is equal to the line being full, because part and parcel they're the same. 
I guess theoretically the line still did exist, but it was a zero people in the line. Exactly. If we're getting into theory, I mean, you're, protects you're already 10 steps ahead of me. I mean, pretty sure you're going to be uh, spouting some raps about this and and I, I'm you're already getting me really excited here. So I say we just dive in. You're, you're talking about uh, uh, I got my master's in psychology twice, and that's where I really started my study here of outcome theory. You got your master's twice in a row. The same master's? Well, the first one got discredited, so I had to get it again. And that one, although is discredited at this time, I'm working on getting my, my third, essentially. Okay. Well, yeah, it happens to, you know, outliers, I feel like, in the community. Anyway, um, what is this outcome theory? Like, how would you explain it to a lay person like me? Well, I explain it at length in my book, The Theory of Outcome. And I'll try to boil it down as much as I can here for this podcast. We're only going to be here a couple of hours, I'm sure. So, you know, there's not a lot of time to stretch our legs on it. But the outcome theory is all about the precursors of what can come to be. And when we talk about precursors, what we're talking about actions that are, that will then have consequences rooted in hierarchical structures. And that would be the basis of outcome theory. Okay, so let's slow that down, because uh, yeah. I too am a layperson in this field. So uh, you're saying there are precursors, so things that come the before. The precursors of what will come to be. Okay, so the precursors are of what will come to be, and that forms a high. Are you saying that? Are you saying nature seeks a hierarchy? Oh, absolutely. And maybe this will yeah. help with an, uh, a little bit of a, a analogy. Okay, perfect. Well, let's take Godzilla. We love Godzilla. Godzilla is incredible. He's the king of monsters, right? And why is he the king of the monsters? Because he's the strongest monster. Well, if someone else sure. comes around and says, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm the strongest monster, well, that's definitely not going to be good. Not good for humans, not good for Godzilla, not good for that monster. So what happens? It's a fight. Right. It's an inevitability. It's a certainty of a fight when you challenge Godzilla. And Godzilla is no slouch. You don't want to challenge Godzilla. I'm on board so far. And at the root yeah. of that is the outcome theory. Is the precursor to Godzilla, say, in this analogy, is the precursor something like the atomic energy under the sea that forms a Godzilla? Well, now we're talking about systems within systems. Okay. And a grandiose stability that's within those systems. And within the hierarchy. So if you want to talk about Godzilla's uh, origination, sure, we could talk about outcome theory within there. Now, when you say Godzilla is the strongest, uh, granted, yes, the strongest. Well, the king of monsters. I'm not saying it. This is fact. Well, it's part of that strength. So there arguably have been creatures such as you know, Mecha Godzilla who have maybe more strength than Godzilla. Ooh. Ghidorah comes to mind. However... Godzilla's status as a defender of Earth gives him allies. So do you consider extra... Do you consider things to be part of strength that don't belong to the entity in question? Well, Godzilla, that's a, is his strength soft as well as hard? That's a great question. Is What do you mean by strength? Let's define strength. 
Yes. Yeah, that's the question. I mean, it's probably not that hard to define strength, right? If we go online and just pull okay, it up. Okay, well, let's try it. Let's let's say what what is strength. I would I would love to see this definition. Uh, okay. Uh, it says the quality of state of being physically strong. <laughs> and would you agree that if I am a mere miniature Godzilla, maybe not strong, but I have a thousand Mothra's behind me, am I not strong? That sounds like strength to me. So strength can be a quality, at least in this, you're using Godzilla as an example, but strength can apply to Godzilla or to an army of monsters. Well, absolutely. Okay. And we're talking about Godzilla's strength in terms of he's the king of monsters. What right. makes him the king? It's not just strength in physical form. Okay. Let's get that out of the way right there. Oh, okay, doctor. I, I, I'm really sorry to interrupt this uh, vague train of thought, to me at least. But does all of your um, explanation and research of the outcome theory go back to Godzilla? <laughs> well, yes and no. Uh-huh. Well, that's not... Can it? Yes or no. Can it go yeah. back there? Well, absolutely. In many ways, Godzilla is the preponderance for outcome theory. So outcome theory, from the way I understand it, and maybe I'm wrong, just again, as a layperson here, it's... Uh, well, I would hardly call a you a layperson, Sasha. You're, you're quite incredible. Oh, In fact, you. I would... I, wow. I listen to so many episodes. You're the requisite for the manifestation of the chaotic maternal spirit. And that's a powerful thing. It's a lot thing. of words. It's a lot of words. I picked up on maternal as a fact that I am indeed a parent. But uh, the rest is very flattering. Gibble de goo. The, well, goo goo gaga. I'm sure if we spoke in that, you're pretty well versed in goo goo gagas with your, your kid. But even before that, you go to episode one. Two, three, four, five, six, six. or seven, yeah. eight. You're the requisite of the manifestation of the chaotic maternal spirit. And that's incredible. Wow. You can see it in every episode. Of, you know, you're sort of a spiritual guide in, in many that. ways. Wow. I'm, I'll take it, Dr. Thank you, Dr. Skate. Uh, so I guess to me, again, as a, you know, manifestation of maternal spirit slash layperson, I think the outcome theory, the way I understand it, is that there's always an event following another event. Exactly. Okay, so you're, you must have read my book. <laughs> with a, you've got a really good understanding of it. Not going to pretend that I have. Not going to pretend that I have. I have not. But it sounds it's just the time is linear and the events are happening in a linear fashion. And sometimes there's a cause and effect going on. Is there more to your outcome theory than just this very simple summary that I squeezed out of my brain? I think that's where, where I'm at, too. Same, yeah, I think Sasha summed up my confusion. Well, well let's, see. let's go deeper in the hole. And I love holes because you fill a hole, right? You fill every hole. But you could also unfill a hole and make it more of a hole, right? So try, like try to think about that. Metaphor, yeah, metaphor that I, I, you know, I don't know. It just feels like maybe we don't need it. I know you can't have half a hole. Whoa. 
Well, that's an interesting question. You know, because you look at something like Latin American countries, right? That yeah. are very patriarchal, right? Okay. And they have yeah, words like opportunidad, right? Okay. Well, what's that have in it? It means opportunity. It has dad in it. Well, that's got to do something, right? I Well, I and think that maybe you're... There. Dad, I think, comes from, I want to say, more of an Anglic-German, um, whereas... Uh, Spanish is coming from as a romance. I think that's just, right. a, I think that's a linguistic coincidence. Well, exactly. And it's I don't suffix. even think it's, it's a, a coincidence. Well, ex exactly. Right. And it, I you're think right. it goes yeah, to show right. the, the Anglo, Anglo it's, influence. It's so I think you're exactly right about that of the Anglo influence on patriarchal societies. Well, okay. If we get linguistic with Spanish, actually, Sasha, you wrinkled my brain because it is the suffix of iti in English, edad. And in Spanish, edad means age. So I wonder if there is some etymological connection there with opportunity, like age of blank. And look at Maybe that. That's where that comes. You have these patriarchal societies like Latin America and its dad. Here you have iti, right? And we've seen that the, the feminist barrage of attacks on masculinity here in this country, itty, itty bitty, teeny weeny, yellow polka dot bikini you know you can't have itty and have any sort of uh, masculine triumph in the united states but when you see these latin countries have dad well hell you're gonna be led by the patriarchy there and maybe that's not so bad was you okay. pro patriarchy yeah i'm pro patriarchy and matriarchy but it's certainly a balance you can't have godzilla without mothra See, I knew Godzilla would make a, a comeback. Well, he always makes a he comeback if you've seen his films. And he's a fantastic, fantastic filmmaker. Let me let me maybe change the course of this interview, Dr. Skade. Is it? <laughs> Sorry, I Skade. <laughs> Skade. Dr. Skade, uh, what exactly was the reason for the scientific community to, uh, you know, take away your degree or discredit you in the first place for the first master's degree you received. Well, yeah, I, I want to piggyback on that. And yeah. when you said discredit earlier, I wondered, is that academic or is that just like people like, is that Twitter? What, what does discredit mean? Is it an official thing that happens? Well, you know, I, I like how you're digging into to the meaning of these words really deep. You know, you're digging the hole, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's very good. And that's why you're protector. And yeah, have you noticed your name Protexter? It's only one letter off from Protector, and you're a bit of a Protector. Yeah, that I, I appreciate that. It's yeah, also it's a, one one letter off from Protester. Uh, so usually right. how I tell people uh, when they need to spell it over the phone. But I do want to point out that Sasha is the one who made this point, and you're giving me the credit for it. Absolutely. So let's talk about my degrees and my qualms with the scientific community at large. Yeah. Um, this all started, I got my first degree at Trump University and my master's in psychology. So, of course, there were certain uh, political motivations with discrediting that beyond the scientific community. So I had to go to renew or revise or redo my master's in psychology. And that's what brought me to Phoenix University. Mm -hmm. Now, that didn't go too well either for similar reasons. So now here we are, and I'm trying to make my way back. 
Well, back what, what, to well, yeah, because Trump University doesn't exist. Uh, were you teaching, and you lost a job, or what? Well, I had my master's in psychology. Several clients, they take away my degree. There that goes. I was also teaching for Phoenix University, which was a wonderful job. We were able to connect with a lot of students, and that's where I, I first really got into outcome theory and started devising my things, that my, my little uh, corpus of, of various texts that would get me to finally my book, The Theory of Outcome. And I was really, really uh, excited by some some poets at the time. And you might like this protector, uh, Kanye West. He said, let me hit it raw like fuck the outcome. Any one of us would be here without come. Oh, man, this is a guy who gets it. Yeah. Because you can't I, have life without come. Play. Yeah, I enjoyed that wordplay. Uh, so just to go to back back to the theory of outcome. Is this, like, what's so scientific about it? What's not scientific about it? It's a much easier question to ask, because what is science? Science is asking questions, and let's ask some questions, and you're damn going to get an answer. And if that's not outcome theory, I don't know what is. Yeah, I, I looked up science. We had a, we did a definition check earlier on strength so uh science the systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation experimentation and testing of theories against evidence obtained which is you know a bit of a long-winded way to say asking questions and i'm not, I'm not a big fan of long-winded explanations for things that could be very simple so i'm not a big fan of that definition just in that that definition doesn't support the grandiose stability of utility within sciences and the hierarchy of our human needs. So, and when you look at it that way, I mean, can I can I give you an example of what I mean? Yeah, please. Please. Okay, let's say I gave you a jump rope protector. If I give you a jump rope and say to do something, that's exercise, that's work. If I throw two more people at you and they they swing it for you and you're done going and jumping. That's a game. Are they, do they have violent intent in this hypothetical scenario? Oh, sure. I yeah, think we I all do. It, no, well, See, doctor, I'm noticing just... I, I really don't know what exactly happened between you and the scientific community. I still can't tell. But I'm noticing there's just like little red flags going off throughout this conversation. And... You know, we welcome all kinds of people on this podcast as long as they're passionately talking about something they love right, and the rest right. of the world doesn't understand. And I think that's what's happening to the outcome theory here. I don't understand it, and neither does the rest of the world. And I'm also getting you trying to push some pro-patriarchal, pro-Trump, pro-violence agenda. I couldn't vote. In the United States elections. Right. I understand because you're a Canadian citizen. So technically I can't be pro-Trump anything. Other than maybe his, uh, his taco salads. And that's of course a joke. And what happens when you tell a joke? People either laugh or they don't. Exactly. The outcome is one way or the other. Well, see, you're telling me you don't understand it. And it seems to me you're schooling all of us on it. Well, I... 
earlier Sasha put it in a really simple way, and, and then she asked you, and I doubled down on asking you, is that correct? And you just said you, you love brevity. You love, you know. So what's the simplest sentence that you can give us to explain outcome theory? Was Sasha right earlier that it's just a linear path of things happening and cause and effect? Well, I really like that. I think maybe you're missing a few things of that. So let's break that down. Can you repeat that again? So I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the essential simplification of this theory was time is linear and one thing causes the next thing to happen in a chain of events. Well, let's break that down because what do you mean by time? What do you mean by linear? What do you mean by is? Because we're not going to have a, a fruitful conversation if we're not on the same page with these words. Well, yeah, having a conversation, uh, it kind of implies that we have some common words that we understand that connect to some ideas or objects and physical world. Exactly. If we don't speak the same language, the conversation won't happen. It sounds like you are questioning the very sharing of the common language between us. It's science. I'm questioning it. And what do we mean by linear? You know, if we break that down, I'm not even saying we disagree. But what is disagree? Mm-hmm. What does that word mean? Well, you know, I, I've heard recently, Adam, have you, and maybe you have also Dr. Skate, is it? Dr. Skade. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, you know, Elon Musk, right? Like, he thinks that we live in the simulation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and one of the reasons he's going off the rails is because, to him, he couldn't possibly be one of the great men, like the richest men in the world, if it wasn't a simulation. So, which sounds humble, humble, point of, like a humble point of view. But then he thinks it has to do, what is it? Maybe somebody can fill me in here. Like, what is the, like, like, there's, like, in the simulation, the people trying to undermine him or something. I don't know what the whole story is, but he's taking ketamine, microdosing every day. I mean, it sounds fascinating. I've explored a little bit with ketamine before. Yeah? And it's interesting stuff. I mean, it definitely uh, will get you to a a higher, well-ordered state of sustainable and productive harmony. But beyond that, I don't see much utility in it. And even yeah. Jean Piaget talks a little bit about this in some of his re- his works oh, and and I'm not a name you know, I know. I don't I don't agree with everything he says, but you know, I will say this is centaurs. You know, you don't see centaurs around. You've never seen one. I haven't. But I've spoken with a lot of women who have had sex with horses. And you say, okay, well, what's going on there? Who are these women that you spoke that have had sex with horses? Well, a lot of women, you said. A a lot. Hundreds, thousands even. I mean, it's hard to say because you don't keep track, right? Are they real person, uh, persons from the real physical world? Realer than real. Oh, AI? Realer than that, even. I want to, going back to Elon Musk thinking he lives in a simulation... Uh, what do you think of that? Does that, uh, if we are in a simulation, and personally I don't believe we are, I think mm-hmm. that we tend to always think our world is comprised of whatever is trendy science at the moment. Um, but if we were, how would outcome theory fit into the simulation? How does outcome theory uh, adjust for AI variables that maybe uh, can't be predicted? Well, simulation is all 
computation and computers. Those are zeros and ones. What comes after zero? One. One comes after zero. Every time. There's not a time that one doesn't come after zero. There's some times where it comes a whole hell of a lot close to not coming after zero, but it goes every time. I, I don't know what to say to that because even if I agree with you, Dr. Skate? Dr. Skate. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't even know where you're taking this. Well, you know, yeah. let's break it down. You have zero and one. Now in computation, does anything come after that? Well, another zero might. Oh, you go, okay, now we're getting two zeros and one's after the one. Now we're getting crazy. Can a simulation really do that? You know, it's as real as the manifestation of the central structure of the material world. I'm lost, to be honest. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm in the weeds. I'm in the weeds. Well, that's good. It's good to be in the weeds. It's really good. Because when you're it in the weeds, good. what's going to come ha come next? You're going to be out of them. You know, Doctor, your way of asking rhetorical is it questions, because I don't think they're prompting an actual answer. Uh, they're not. This is not helpful to like gain listeners, right? You because know, you're not really telling us anything. You're just kind of redirecting like a mirror image. I don't us. wish to tell anybody anything. Well, you came on the podcast to talk about your outcome theory. And you wrote. You wrote a book. Wrote well, a book. I came to to talk. You talk. I talk. Sometimes we talk at the same time. It's fun. Sometimes you interrupt. Sometimes I interrupt. Sometimes our voices sound like a uh, a baby choir. Sometimes they I, sound like adults. I you have know, a question. Yeah, please, Adam, go ahead. Do you? Uh, it, what? How does the concept of uh, forward momentum play into outcome theory of things uh, speeding up? One thing happens after another. They gain momentum. They start happening happening faster the chain reaction well i i i suppose you're not gonna like what i ask next but what do you mean by momentum right well i i mean i mean the the speeding up of things and and i i'm sorry what do you mean by things you see we can't yeah. get there that's true that is that you know, is dr skade skade dr skade yeah i'm afraid that this conversation is going nowhere so in order to try and lead it somewhere, because I feel stuck in this conversation, I would love for you to read an excerpt from your book. Anything, any, any. Well, any it's all pictures. Mm -hmm. It's, it's impossible pictures. to read. It's, it's all pictures. Uh, was it published? Uh, how, how many copies came out? Well, it's hard to call it published in the traditional sense, because I don't believe in traditional publishing. I understand it exists, and I understand its utility, but I don't believe in that. Is it a copy? Is it your diary where you drew pictures of things that are happening in your scientific consciousness? Well, I wouldn't say no to that, but I wouldn't say yes to that either. But I think the unite saying not saying no to it sounds like a yes. So you have, what, I don't even know if I can call you, continue calling you Dr. Skate. 
what, I, I, I mean, I'll agree the with doctor. you there. Technically, I'm no longer a doctor. So I were yeah. you ever a doctor? What's that? Were you ever a doctor? And, and I Twice. want to confess to a little gotchaism earlier. The reason I asked about the word momentum or moment, yeah, is because it has the word mom at the beginning of it, and I wondered oh. if that played. Well, in now he's getting it. Now I feel like we're playing ball. There's you have a paddle, I have a paddle. The ball comes on your side, you hit it. Mm -hmm. It comes back to my side, I hit it. And of course, ball be all. Whoa. Well, exactly, be all. I, and what's what shape is a ball? It's a sphere. It's a sphere. And where do we live? We live on a sphere. We live on a sphere. And they, but there's those who don't think we live on a sphere. Sure. Do you are. They're do the you paddle. Think we live on flat Earth. They're the paddle. So when wow. you look at every intricacy there, there's a grandiose stability. There's room for the paddle and for the ball. Yeah. Still don't understand exactly what you came to defend on Shut Up, I Love It. Because if it's outcome theory, I still haven't gotten real explanation of what it is. I, I mean, what I'm getting from this well, it's all it's I'm the precursors of what will come to be. And there's an infinite amount of precursors, and they're growing exponentially all the time. Right, because time is linear, and we're like, in the now present moment and the present moment moment keeps changing and leaving all the former present moment behind us what what is a example one maybe concrete example of a precursor because you say infinite number exponentially growing all the time all the constantly so, so everything is a how how if that's true then how is everything not a precursor? So, for instance, I'm I never said a, it was a die. Is this die, this six-sided die, a precursor, or is a uh, me me tripping on a walk with my dog a precursor? Is it an action? Is it a thing? An object? Those are both it, excellent precursors, and those could birth, like Octomom, eight different precursors at the very least. Classic. Shut up! I love it. Reference. We love talking about. Octomom here and I there. mean, talk about an incredible person. The giver of life. Gaia. I call Octomom you know, Gaia. The word mom also appears within Octomom. And that's uh, no coincidence. Potentially, then, moment. Yeah. That's certainly no coincidence. Yeah, definitely not. Because it means mom of eight, right? The mother of eight. Yeah. So, I guess what I'm here is just this, you know, this is the podcast that I usually co-host with Joe Cabello and uh, he's not brilliant man. Yeah, he he would ask really poignant questions. I feel like, and it's sad to not have him. Little Adam, you're great, but I feel like Joe is really good at like digging in with guests when he's trying to, you know, bring stuff to the to the surface. But uh, I feel like I'm failing at it, and I'm still stuck in what is it that you came here to talk about, and I yeah. only can tell that this is the thing that no one else understands. That's why it's a shut up. I love it. But from the rest, what I understand is that you never were a doctor. You drew, I was a uh, doctor twice at different, not at the same time. That's, imp that's not really something you'd want to do, right? Well, I have sense. two doctorates in psychology. I lost one, gained another, and lost yeah. that. Okay. Hmm. And I'm working Fair. towards getting my, my third and hopefully final. Yeah. How, how are you how working you on it? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, how, how are you working on it? What, what, what does this process look like? Well, it's a school. I submitted many applications called the University of the Philippines in Glendale, California. Okay. 
And this is where I hope to, to get my master's back. That way I can go back to teaching. I would love to go back to teaching. And also, of course, be able to add doctor truly to my name. As you said, right. you know, you got me. You got me when you said I'm not a doctor. You okay, know, I, I won't fair. correct you there. I appreciate I can take honesty. my hits. I appreciate that honesty. You hit me. I hit back. Yeah, we're hitting each hit, other. Yeah, I see the whole violence thing. Paddles. Yeah, it's yeah, a battle. Yeah. yeah. And you, there's I, battles I wanna, everywhere. I'm sorry. I want to go back to this, this, this dyad, this battle, the, the dad and mom thing, because I want to see. I want to tie some things together. Patriarchy, AI outcome. So Octo Mom, as you said, a wonderful woman, Gaia. giver of life. Gaia, mother of eight children. Octo Dad. Octodad, a video game about an octopus. And so one of those takes place within an AI universe and is fictional and absurd, and one of them is real life. So uh, if the power of those words are there, that octo, mom and dad, does that mean that men, uh, do you think that the patriarchy is a simulation? Well, gosh, I don't know much about Octodad, you know, and I don't want to go out of my depth here and speak for something I don't know. But since we're here and we're playing, and we're I here. trust you, and you trust me. I'm pulling you in. And we trust each other, and we can make some mistakes here. That when you say Octodad, it really gets me thinking about male pregnancy porn. Which a lot of outcome theory, the theory of outcome my book, has images of. Oh, okay. And wow. it's See, quite incredible. We're the content. See, who would have known? I, I had this weird feeling that if I pulled at the thread of something that felt completely absurd, that maybe we'd get to some, some meat here. Because I share well, Sasha's frustration there's plenty that you're of meat talking here. us in circles. Yeah. Well, also, what's a circle? pregnancy porn is almost like a thing that just threw me off. I didn't know it existed. I did not know that existed either. Well, here we go. You asked me why did I come on the show and, you know... You flash a flashlight around a room long enough, you're going to see a couple rats screwing around. How much of your book that's all illustrations is porn? All of it. Okay. In a certain uh, point of view. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Look, yeah, it's interesting. Have you ever heard our Damiana episodes, by chance? Oh, I love Damiana. A really really bright star yeah i agree and damiana garcia was she came on the podcast many times and throughout this continuous like just multiple visits and recordings joe cabello and i both learned that you know about her mental struggles and mental physical health struggles mental and physical health struggles but mostly mental she spent a lot of time at a institution and uh, she was violent towards various people in her life and there was just a lot going on with Damiana and there's something something similar about you uh Dr. Skade well that's Dr. Skade yeah and that's the human condition isn't it we all have it's, problems it's one of them oh yes we all problems? have violence simmering beneath us let's dive into this because this has yeah. popped up ev about every seven minutes yeah so where is the violence, uh, the paddle, the violence, the, uh, please see, I'm not sure that we agree. Where I'm isn't a co-host. 
Oh, I'm a, I'm a co-host. This isn't my house, but I feel like Sasha and I agree here that yeah. we don't really think violence is constantly bubbling under the surface of everybody. Well, it, or at yeah. least not for us personally. It absolutely is. And you can even see it here if you close your eyes and squint. You know, there's there's inherent violence to you being here. And there's inherent violence to Sasha being here. Yeah. And is it's this, just is this more of an ethical uh, ethical existence in capitalism thing? Is this because we're on yeah. a, a Zoom call? Or do you... Uh, what is that? What do you mean? Because I, I think we're defining violence as a desire to inflict violence, right? And neither Sasha or I feel like we have that in us. Not the unless, desire, you know, the certainty. The certainty. The certainty but, of it. And it is certain. Okay. I just, I, I'm trying to separate the idea of a violence that is personal that everyone has, which it sounded like you were saying, versus maybe a systemic violence because, you know, we live in a capitalist system and we're all kind of tied to that. So do you mean that every single individual person has a desire to do harm? Because I would disagree with that. Uh, they absolutely do. And if not, they have, have a desire to be harmed. Oh, okay. There's a great Eurythmics lyric about that. Oh, please. Would you quote And I'd love to Adam? hear it. Oh, some of them want to abuse you. Some of them want to be used, used by you. Used by you. Yeah. Great. Classic. Oh, some of them want to abuse you. Some of them want to be abused. Be there abused. Some want to lose you. Some want... Yeah. Ah, I mean... It's absolutely thing. incredible. Belongs Are you familiar? Its own book. I am familiar with the song. Yeah. I don't know about a book, right? That seems like maybe a stretch. Well, could I mean, I would suggest anybody who hasn't written a book to write one. With words, right? Not just pictures? Oh, well, either way. I mean, I, I'm not one to say don't use pictures because I only use pictures in my books. He's going to ask you what, what you mean by writing if you go down that. Well, certainly path. I was wondering it. And now that you've invited it, I would love to know what you mean by that. But I, I know you guys aren't enjoying uh, us digging that deep. Right? If I gave you a shovel, what would you do with it? I'd make a hole. Exactly. And we were talking about holes, right? There seems to be a constant... What if there was a rule in this conversation where you, Dr. Skate... Dr. Skate. Uh, you are not to ask questions because you are being interviewed. Well, this goes back to exactly... Sasha, you are the complete requisite of the manifestation of the chaotic maternal spirit. Thank you can see us I, shepherding us here now. Now it, it makes sense now. I well, almost yes. feel birthed just being here, and I feel and, comforted. Uh, yes, and you should watch the movie Man that would uh, give you that experience, what it's like to be birthed um, by a man, unlike me, because that brings us back to male pregnancy porn that I'm yet to learn exactly. more about. Probably not, but... All that said is, Doctor, I mean, I enjoy talking to you. Is there anything else you'd like to add about outcome theory before we go to the ratings? Well, a whole hell of a lot, but please depends how, how much time you have. Well, we have as much time as uh, with 46 minutes. So I feel like if there's something we're missing, that it's important for our audience to understand outcome theory and get on board with it and to become more familiar and in love with it, then I think this is the right time to express that before we go into the ratings. Well, 
let's talk about pinball. You have a pin and a ball. Those two things don't go together. A pin is almost a ball and that the head of the pin is oftentimes a ball. And you're hitting the ball with paddles. Okay. What the hell is that? It's a little confusing, isn't it? Confusing, but then you start hitting the ball. Is the main is the main description of how I feel about the outcome well, theory walk with me and here. this conversation. Have you played I'm, pinball? It might be because you haven't played pinball. And if you haven't, I'd really suggest it. What do I, you think pinball is? Well, it's a game. But what's a Can game? You describe how the game works. Pinball, you have paddles, and you have a screen, and the screen is potentially blasting male pregnancy porn Ooh. while you're hitting the paddles. And in fact, I've been doing something called uh, intense rhythmic asphyxiation mm -hmm. with this. Mm. Mm, okay. And it requires yeah. 30 to 40 laptops all running at the same time. Wow. All blasting male pregnancy porn. The, the room gets hot as hell. About 50 Celsius. And that's, that's on a good day. That's very, very hot. hot. That's very hot. That's on a damn good day. And it's that's just like, blasting. I'm saying this 120 Fahrenheit or yeah. 25. An yeah. impossible heat. And I know you're a fan of hot yoga. Sure, but I don't know about the combination with male pregnancy porn. Well, you could put I, anything you want on those screens, as long as it's something that's going to incite something primal in you. And great, let's talk I've about primal. Prime. I, primal, yeah. It's I the prime it's, animal. Mm -hmm. I think we've had enough of the outcome theory explained to us. What do you think, Adam? Do you have any follow-up questions? Yeah, no, I, I have the only follow-up question that you had, which is, what would you say to someone who didn't know anything about this? But I think that's been us for an hour. So I think that I think that snake ate its own tail. Well, here we go to the... the for, and what I'm familiar with is the rating system. Oh, great. How would you, so Dr. What happens, Dr. Wade, explain the ratings? Well, I would say... You are so familiar. Yeah. The rating system comes after the precursor of starting the show. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I agree with that. And if we can break down outcome theory within the show scope, there it is. Great. And just to add a little bit more to that, the way this uh, system uh, rating system works, which of course is preceded by the precursor, which is the start of the show, is that we, each of us, gets to create a zero to 10 scale and compare, in this case, outcome theory to anything else at all in the world, and in that way, express how they feel about outcome theory. And if that doesn't make any sense, Adam and I will go first. Um, I guess I'll go first. I'm going to compare outcome theory with E equals MC square. Like, I understand that E equals MC square is like this nugget that uh, has led to, you know, creating a creation of atomic bomb and just understanding the world as it is around us and all, all everything science like theory uh, you know physics in theory of physics and like possibly some outcomes but stuff that i don't even comprehend but i understand that it's there 
but I don't fucking understand it because I never think about E equals MC square. I don't know what the fuck this is. So, but I respect it because people tell me that it's led to a lot of discovery in science. So I don't pretend to understand it, but uh, hey, good times, Einstein, you did good. I give E equals MC square a seven, okay? If I understood it, I'll probably have more uh, desire to give it a 10, but I never fucking bothered to understand it. So sorry, uh, my physics teacher. I would give outcome theory a zero. I don't understand it. I understand that one thing precedes the other, but I don't know if there's a theory in there. And I'm yet to understand how this is an actual theory that deserves scientific attention. But I'm still open-minded about it. I want to know about it. But for now, I am at a zero. Well, Adam, a zero is not bad. Because oh, uh, what comes after a zero? is the precursor. Okay. And if you're at the precursor, you're only going to get outcome theory. So okay. okay, that was the closest I you've come to explaining. Well, it takes theory. time. I you know, I was willing to be here for 3 4 hours to get there. That, that we, I did sense we're, that. We're getting there. We're getting now there. around 47 minutes or so. And that's One not bad. In. But um yeah, Adam, let's hear from you. Yeah, I would. So I'm going to rate this against the the Dunning Kruger effect, which is another psychological, um, documented psychological effect. It's named after the people that coined it, Dunning Kruger effect. Um, and I feel like this is a great theory. I feel like you can see it almost uh, everywhere you go. You can sense it in yourself. It's a good thing to be aware of. It helps helps me view keep humble, view the world. So I'm going to say that in comparison to that, I'm also going to give outcome theory a zero on the scale because I don't understand it's it. fantastic news. I don't see it working anywhere in the world, and it doesn't help me be humble or check myself when I think I know, some, know too much. Well, that's fair enough. But I would say simply the zeros scores are improving of not the validity of outcome theory, but the existence, the very nature, the intrinsic paradisial stability of a well-balanced mother nature is found in outcome theory. Okay. So what I... about you, Skade? Dr. Skade. Nope. Nope, Skade. just Skade. Skade. Correct. And when, Actually, what's your first name? When an incur... Wakel. Wakel. Yes, you're just... No more doctor. I think we're past that yeah so well exactly because when somebody makes an incorrect statement what happens it gets corrected it's an outcome theory they're, in they're, practice i can't argue discredited. with that actually yeah so where does outcome theory live on the scale for you doctor well if i were to rate it against something else it would certainly be godzilla pregnancy porn Whoa, that, now that is specific niche. And Godzilla was a father. In fact, okay. the Godzilla we know and love is the son of Godzilla. So there's something. The son of the father. That's pretty incredible. And I'm going to give that a 10. Okay. Now, as far as outcome theory, I, I no doubt I'm a fan of it. But I got to give it a zero. <gasps> wow. 
Okay, that's... I feel played. I feel played because that's not what Shut Up, I Love It is all about. You would want to bring something you feel appreciative of. Well, I certainly sure, sure as hell appreciate it. But you can't appreciate something that isn't a precursor to something else. So just in an effort to make that point, I'm giving it a zero. So outcome what's a theory zero? is outcome theory is the only thing that isn't a precursor. Well, that's a hell of a statement, Protexture. And if you'd like to go on, I'd like to break that down a little bit. But first, well, I want to ask, it's what do nothing. you mean? What do you mean by any of those words? <sighs> All right, I think that's a wrap on Doctor. Oh, sorry, on Skade. Wakel. Wakel. On Wakel. On Wakel. Uh, uh, Wakel, is there anything going on with you? Where are you? Well, I've been all but banished from the internet. Yeah. No thanks to Elon Musk. Yeah. In part. So you can't find me much of anywhere. But I am looking okay. to make my return in print. So uh, if you're in the uh, the Ottawa area, you know, my, my flyers, pages from the theory of outcome are flying all around in the wind. Okay. Well, so there's hope for those who want to get to know you better and your work. Um. Adam, what about you? What's going on? How's the album? How's everything? How's, how's yeah? Life? Thanks. Life's good. It's uh, it's definitely hot. We're surviving, but yeah. uh, yeah, the album's been out. Um, album's been out a little over a month. It's yeah. called Gonzo, Gonzo recites poetry while defusing a bomb, and uh, probably gonna drop a vinyl of that this year at some point. So you know, it's incredible work. Socials. Yeah, it's Thank incredible you. work. We really love it here. At Shut up! I love it. Joe Cabello would join me and say the same thing if he was here we miss him dearly i should say yeah yeah he's okay i'd love to come yeah. back when he's here i i would actually enjoy that um well that concludes our episode of shut up shut up i love it uh thank you elizabeth salute for the artwork thank you mr owl for this amazing track and thank you all for listening mm-hmm.